Hello, welcome to Thoughts on Thoughts, a podcast where you, our listeners, can become part of a conversation with us. We are three therapists who are going to talk about the good, the hard, and all the in-betweens of life. Come join us. Oh, wow. Welcome to season two. We're so happy to have everyone back with us. It's only been a month. (laughs) It feels like an eternity, which all of you can relate to because you're also in the same eternity that we are in. (laughs) The never ending cycle of staying in and being in and together. Mm -hmm. Ah. Mm hmm. Always. It's a beautiful, difficult thing. Yeah. So we did come out of retirement. It was not full retirement. It was partial retirement. Um, so that because we could, why? Why oh, were you guys retired? Oh, I thought you were going to say, why did you come out of retirement? And I was like, well, straight up this world pandemic we have going on. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you. That is a good reason. Why we were in it. We had offsprings. Mm-hmm. Is lots that a them. plural? No, not lots. <laughs> there are, there are yeah. plural offsprings from the, the thoughts thought thoughts on thoughts podcast had several children. Yes, um, I had a son. Thank you. Yes, I brought him into this world and I gave him life. His name's Walker. We have a great time together. Lots of eating and pooping and repeating that cycle. Mm-hmm. And I'm yes. here for it. I'm loving it. And which What's your of you? Trait of oh, Walker. Oh, my favorite trait. Um, thank you, Jessica. I do need to talk <laughs> about this because in the last episode we recorded, I said to you all that I was really hoping to bring a child into this world that had big nostrils, and I want you all to know that I did that. Mm-hmm. Check, check. Like one for each nostril. Champion big freaking accomplishment and i'm gonna be done talking about that now so (laughs) so let's move on to the other person who had a baby raise your hand if you had a baby oh i did not oh i was busy i'm raising my not having a baby (laughs) oh taylor did you have a child i you know i did i really did i had a little baby i had a son his name is otto and he is a beast of a child. Yeah. I mean, he's glorious in every way, ways. of course. But he is a giant. He is a giant baby. He's probably the size of some six-month-olds right now. So he he's already accomplished he probably, so much I think he was life. the size of Anna at six months. <laughs> yeah. I think she was like 15 he's two months old. <laughs> yes. <That's> so cute. Yes. <laughs> yes. He has a double chin for days, and his cheeks are likened to jowls, I'd say. So, baby Buddha. That baby is Buddha, the he's my baby Buddha. <laughs> I know. So we are very, we're very happy he is with us. We're super excited. 
All right. So, like I said at the beginning, uh, we came out of retirement due to an unprecedented situation in the world, Mm -hmm. a worldwide pandemic uh, that is causing a lot of stress and anxiety for the humans in the world. Mm -hmm. Us included. So today we thought we would record us having an emotional check-in with each other. And that's a title, an emotional check-in, not like it's going to be very emotional. Mm-hmm. This oh. is like a technique to do with people. Yeah, it's a technique. It's a skill. <laughs> but that was a really good distinction to make really quickly. I just didn't so want we set the right tone confused. for the episode. Yeah, setting the tone here. <laughs> Jessica's really losing it right now. I, I have to mute myself, guys. <laughs> I don't want you to think it's going to be emotional. <laughs> That's the title. <laughs> it was an important distinction, and I'm glad you made it. I don't know why it's so funny. Taylor <laughs> is going to teach us how to do these check-ins so that you can do them with the people you're quarantined with, your spouse, friend, roommate, child, whoever you may be with, so that we can all take care of each other a little better, maybe. And then we are just going to answer some questions that you guys sent us on our Instagram. So, carry on. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, so um, emotional check-ins are a great strategy to use, like KJ mentioned, with the people that are in your life. So I'm just going to explain the quick format of an emotional check-in, and then we will model it for you guys, so hopefully it'll make more sense. So an emotional check-in, there's a couple of things that you need to do before you start one, and that's establish um, your environment. So what that would look like is deciding on a time that you and your husband or you and your mom or you and your friend or roommate are both uh, physically available and emotionally available. So don't do it in the middle of a movie. Don't do it while you're having friends over or while your kids are screaming. Do it on a walk or at the end of the day when you guys have some time to be together and to basically be emotionally available for the other person. That's the point of that. So you have to make sure that you're in the right in a good place and time and then you just sit down together and this is a strategy where you take turns so one person is going to start and they are going to go over all of the emotions that they felt during that day the next thing that you can do is grab your feelings wheel we have shared the feelings wheel on our instagram account the thoughts pod instagram and we will also repost it again this week for you guys but it's a, it's a wheel where it just has all different emotions on it so that you can get more specific with your emotions. So you're going to share every emotion that you felt during the day. I recommend doing an emotional check-in at night. Or if you've had a big kind of emotional um, situation, you can also do them during the day and do an emotional check-in for that specific situation. So it could sound something like I woke up this morning and I was feeling really tired because the baby was up all night and I think he's getting stressed or I think he's getting sick and I feel really stressed about it. And then so that would just be an example. And then you just keep going through your day, you know, and then the kids woke up and I felt excited because we had this really cool activity planned. 
And what's the other person doing at this time? They are practicing reflective listening, which we did a whole episode on in episode four. So if you want to know what that looks like, go ahead and listen to that one because it'll be really helpful. So they're just reflecting your listening. And then when you're done, then they take their turn. So it's very basic. It's very simple. It doesn't have to be complicated. Um, But the reason why you do emotional check-ins is so that you can keep up on the other person's emotions, know how to support them, know what they're feeling, and then you guys can be more sensitive to each other's emotional climates, which can be very helpful in a situation like most of us are in right now where we are contained closely with with certain people. And I think one other point that you've made before when you talked about this was that when you do an emotional check-in and you're listening to the other persons, it's not your time to share your emotions just to reflectively listen. So Mm -hmm. if they say, I was stressed when I woke up, don't add, oh, I was stressed too. Wait until your turn. Yes. Yeah. That is seriously the best point because for example, if it's my husband's turn, he says, oh, you know, I'm so tired this morning because I didn't get a lot of sleep. And then I go, you're tired this morning. I was up with a baby six times last night and you didn't even get up or something like that. Right. So that would be a great opportunity for me to come in with my emotions. But you keep out your opinions, your biases, and your feelings so that you can properly support that person and their emotions at that time. And then when it's your turn, you can explain how you were feeling last night. That makes sense. Yeah. So let's do it. Okay. Who wants to go first? (laughs) I don't want to talk about my feelings. So troubleshooting what to do. When someone doesn't (laughs) want to talk about their feelings. Yes. Yes. Maybe don't throw a feelings wheel in my face. Ditch (laughs) the feelings wheel. Make Mm -hmm. it less formal. Just more of like a, what's been going on with you today? And then as they start talking, be like, and what were you feeling when that happened? Mm -hmm. How does that make you feel? I always think of Freaky Friday when she goes to therapy to be the therapist and her mom says, just ask them, how did that make you feel over and over again? (laughs) So she just keeps doing that. So do that. And then you can kind of, it's not tricking them into doing it because we don't support tricking people into doing emotional Mm check-ins, but making it less structured will make it easier for someone who is having a hard time and doesn't want to share all of their emotions from 7 a.m. till nine o'clock at night, you know, Mm -hmm. and you'll notice if you can just get somebody started and you are doing your job as the listener, as like really being there for them and not putting yourself in those situations and supporting them through their emotions, that feels good for people. It feels good to feel emotionally supported. So they are more likely to continue and have a positive experience if you are being there for them. So sometimes just getting the ball rolling, like Jessica said, pretty casually it doesn't have to be formal Mm -hmm. yeah i feel more Mm -hmm. open to it now thanks guys yeah wow that was lucky miracle (laughs) worker i mean you would have thought since we told her beforehand what this episode was about she would have been on board but no (laughs) (laughs) but i think we should model an emotional check-in when maybe somebody is having a difficult time or a difficult experience and what that would look like. 
And I'm also thinking about situations uh, when, like, if you wanted to have an emotional check-in with somebody that you're living with, that things aren't going well between the two of you. Yes. Yes. Or, like, your – so just know that's also a really good time for an emotional check-in. Like, for example, say that your roommate isn't cleaning up after themselves and a lot of your emotions are tied to that person's actions and you're trying to have an emotional check-in with that person. So you could be like, I mean, you have obviously need to set some ground rules, have them listen to this episode. That would be really, really great. And then um, try an emotional check-in with them like. I'm feeling really stressed because the apartment is really messy and it's difficult for me to think about long-term being here and knowing that it's messy because being things being clean help me cope and they help me feel good, you know? And so then having that person reflect those feelings. And this actually makes me think of a question that we got in our messages that I'll just oh, chime perfect. in and share because it goes along with this. But someone asked how they can communicate with the person that they're quarantined with that they need some mm-hmm. alone time. Oh, yeah, yes. that'd be great. I think this is like kind of the perfect way to do that. Mm-hmm. If you're checking in with mm-hmm. that person and you could say, you know, and then I started feeling a bit anxious at this point in the afternoon because I just needed some time to be with myself and to do some coping skills or self-soothing. And I didn't mm-hmm. have the opportunity because we were together. That sounded super yeah. formal. Like I don't expect you guys to use all of those <laughs> words, but just in a way to express like, you know, I started feeling X, Y, and Z because I didn't get that time to myself. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. hopefully because it's in the context of an emotional check-in, there's give and take there because that other person has the opportunity to share. And then you can have a dialogue around that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's okay if they then are hurt by that and want to share their hurt. But then that's what's the beauty of it is once you know both of your feelings, I feel this, I feel this, then comes the compromising and figuring out how to make it work in real life. But I think you need to start having those difficult conversations with here's how I feel. I felt like a little bit I wanted my independence more today and I felt like you were around a lot and they're going to be like, oh, but I really missed you today. Then you can kind of go from there. Yeah. And you can, if you're really worried about how a person is going to respond, you can always format it in a way that it would sound like, you know, I feel really, really lucky that we get to spend so much time together now. And I really enjoy that. But however, today I was feeling pretty anxious because I'm not getting a whole lot of alone time. And I just really noticed that today I needed that. So that person is feeling loved and acknowledged, but at the same time, they can acknowledge your feeling and maybe a need that you have that isn't being met. So you can try that. So yeah, that's a a great question that was submitted because I feel like a lot of people are probably experiencing that right now. Mm -hmm. All right, let's do a quick check-in with you. Okay. So let's do it. Walk us through your day. How did it start? So my day, let's see. Um, currently, I am, I've been transplanted out of my home. So I'm staying with my parents, with my three children, and my husband is in LA. So there's some background. So uh, in the morning when I woke up, I was feeling really, really depressed, to be honest. 
because I just caring for my three kids. I'm not in my own space and Logan is far away uh, working in a healthcare situation, which is very stressful for our family. And I just felt really alone because I always do better with him. <laughs> Logan and I function really well as a whole and I'm very capable on my own, but it is really sad for me right now because I miss him a lot and I feel like I need him. Yeah. Um, totally. That's kind of what it felt like to, or that's what it felt like in the morning. And then I felt hopeful um, as my kids got up and we started, you know, doing our routine and working through things. And um, I felt loved when Otto was smiling at me because that's one thing that can always make me feel like I'm on top of the world the is best. when that baby looks at me and oh, smiles. Yeah. You're his whole world. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm like, oh, well, at least at least we have each other, you know. <laughs> so I felt really I felt really loved at that point. Um and then as the day went on, you know, we we got outside and we got some sunshine which made me feel um happy. I've always I felt really happy in the sun, feeling like you know, nature existed and the world still existed beyond the walls of the house. And um, after that, we came home and I got to eat some lunch with my mom and talk to her. And I felt really grateful that I had like such a great support person there for me um, who was willing to share her toilet paper with me in such a time of need. And that's so what's up. <laughs> I was like, that's true love. You yes, know, in a pandemic when somebody will share it, will share their resources and their toilet paper with you. Um, yeah. And then as the day went on, I felt um, kind of inadequate as I was attempting to do school with my kids because um, I'm not a natural teacher <laughs> like the awesome teachers out there right now. I'm kind of doing my best with my kids. And I wanted I wanted to feel more talented and more skilled and more competent with that. So I was feeling pretty, pretty down at that point that I, I maybe didn't know everything, didn't know the right things to do or say or to teach. Um, yeah. And that's and a hard then, feeling to have and feeling yeah. like I have to be every person for my kids right now. I have to be their teacher and their caretaker yeah. and their friend and their entertainment. Yes. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And yeah, just exactly what you said. You just feel stretched. Like I feel stretched thin. I feel like razor thin right now because I'm just trying to do it all and and be there for them while coping with everything. And then, you know, um, I started listening to a video about like Corona and this doctor who is saying kind of these really extreme things, uh, uh, extreme precautions. And I started to feel really hopeless <laughs> and really panicked and nervous yeah. and um, uncertain as to like what I maybe what I'm doing isn't good enough maybe I'm not protecting my family well enough and feeling some anxiety there um, yeah and just overwhelmed and then dinner came and I pounded some pizza and felt awesome about myself for it so that was really good well awesome you know I felt great that's awesome. <laughs> Eating some delicious pizza for oh, myself. Yes. The best antidote. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then um yeah, I, I put my kids to bed, my older kids to bed, and I felt relief 
because knowing that like I've gotten them in bed and they're safe and they're, you know, you know, re-energizing <laughs> and they're yeah. getting sleep and the things that they need always makes me feel happy and it makes me feel happy to feel a little bit of quiet kind of come over the house. And, um, I felt grateful that my mom could watch my baby while I saw clients and I felt grateful for my clients and grateful for those relationships I have with them that I can still serve people and help people in a time of need. And then a little daunted when I was done getting my baby back and looking forward to a night of getting up with a sick baby and feeding him and kind of feeling like there wasn't any time for me today, you know, um, and feeling a little, a little sad about that. Um, but yeah, that was the day. So it sounds like, you know, there were some kind of bright spots here and there, but overall, it sounds mm-hmm. like a pretty overwhelming, draining day. Yeah, it was. And that's, that is very tiring. Yeah. And I have to point out something really quick for this emotional check-in. This is obviously very um, therapeutic for me because I love checking in emotionally. But something that KJ just did with that was, you know, I was done and that conversation could have been over. But she took the opportunity to kind of um, reflect some of the things that I had said and give words to that. And if you'll notice in that moment, I like had an audible sigh because Mm -hmm. I was feeling very very understood. I was feeling super understood and super listened to and heard. And just to have somebody say to you like, wow, it sounds like you had some good spots, but overall that sounded pretty hard. And I'm like, yeah, it did. It sounded really hard. Like there's just like a lot of power that she's giving me in that moment by reflecting those feelings and allowing me, even though she's, she's not giving me a magical formula to solve all my problems. And she's not coming in with how her day was harder than mine or how anything from her. She's just giving me space there, which is very, very helpful in that moment. I'm glad it was helpful because I yeah. I think for um, just like thinking about myself when I would check in, I think I would go through my day and then at the end of it kind of be like okay i'm going to sidestep out of this vulnerability yes. right now and just wrap this mm-hmm. up and let's talk about you and mm-hmm. i would kind of need somebody to pull back and say no like mm-hmm. let's kind of process a little more into that like overall yeah. this sounds hard right now and if mm-hmm. we need to have more dialogue about that we can and if Mm-hmm. If we don't, then we don't. But kind of yeah. giving that opportunity for that to happen, I think, mm-hmm. is is pretty important, at least for yeah. me personally when I do this. No. Yeah. I think that's awesome. That's a, such a great point because, like, you have your narrative and then, like what KJ was saying, you you sidestep out of it and then you create more space for a certain feeling. And then you explore that as much as that person needs to. And then you can step back into the narrative and keep going or end it or do whatever you need. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, mm-hmm. that um, – I think that's a really good formula for connecting with people at this time. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, it's a weird time because it's like we have, it's this weird feeling of we have more time, 
but also mm-hmm. a lot less time. It's yeah. like we have a lot more time with these people. Oh, but also we need to be their teacher and we mm-hmm. need to work from home ourselves and we need to be doing X, Y, and Z. I'm just speaking for like the general population. Yeah. That's kind of what I think's going on. And so mm-hmm. it may seem like, yeah, I have a lot more time with these people, but you may not actually. And so it's mm-hmm. important to prioritize and maybe like put this in the daily schedule. Um, yeah. When I worked at a treatment center, um, sometimes I would make a schedule for the kids' visits with their parents and would literally mm. schedule in an emotional check-in because that's so important to just kind of take that step back and say, okay, how are we doing? Like, how are we actually mm-hmm. feeling? Because it's so easy to get caught up in, oh, I need to be homeschooling my kids right now and teaching them yeah. d- division, or I mm-hmm. need to be on this conference call. You know, so I just think it's maybe a really important skill to be developing right now. Yeah, I think an easy way to build it in um, is to do... Maybe like if you go on a walk with your spouse every day, then bring it up at some point on your walk mm-hmm. or with your kids during dinner time, do highs and lows, right? Because your child probably doesn't want to go through 15 feelings, but you might say, what was the highest point today and what was the lowest point? And then actively listen and really dig into that with them. Just like little ways to bring it up. Or if you're walking home from being at the not at this playground but the park the grass where there's no one else for I'm whatever so you're doing clarified that yeah right i don't want you to think that we're touching any playground equipment you know you might want to say like okay what are some of the things you've been feeling today awesome well now that we have run through that let's answer some of these questions we got from people mm-hmm. to wrap this up okay first question How to keep calm when everything feels out of control. Meditation. Mm -hmm. Meditation. I would recommend meditating each day. Yes. Meditating. There we have a great guided imagery that you can do that we did on one of our episodes. So it's like, how long? It's like eight minutes long. Eight minutes. Yeah, I think so. Eight minutes long. So if you can do that in the morning or at night or during, you know, any quiet time that you have during the day, guided meditation can be really, really good. Mm-hmm. I also recommend boundaries. Boundaries are really good for yourself. Create some boundaries for yourself. I, since this whole thing started, I have deleted off of my phone, like Facebook and Instagram multiple times because for me, I have a difficult time not accessing them if they are there. And when I'm feeling overwhelmed or stressed or anxious about the about just the current climate of things and having everything revolve around the pandemic, it's good for me to take myself out of that. So I'll create a boundary for myself in terms of social media. And what that looks like is I delete those apps and then I tell my husband, hey, let me know if anything big happens or anything I should know. And then... He does that for me, and I do that for a couple of days if I need to. Yeah. I really like that, and I I like the boundaries thing because that's true. Like, I think you just need to know yourself and what you need and then actually follow through and get yourself mm-hmm. what you need. I think if, well, I struggle a lot with meditating, 
It just does Mm -hmm. not come naturally to me. And honestly, sometimes it can create more anxiety for me because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing this right. I think I'm (laughs) so analytical about it that I haven't practiced it enough for it to be like a calming thing, like some people Mm -hmm. experience. So a way that I kind of do that without really doing it is just breathing like a few deep breaths and really trying to focus on the moment I am in. So if I notice my brain just going crazy about all of these what ifs and the future and all of that, I just take a few deep breaths and focus on, okay, I'm with this person. What are they saying and what are they doing right now? Or I'm watching Mm -hmm. this TV show. What is actually happening in the TV show? Um, And that's kind of my form of like meditating and focusing in on one thing, Mm -hmm. calming the mind. Yeah. And another thing that um, KJ actually put on her uh, therapy account, her therapy Instagram account, was an anxiety strategy that um, you can do. It stems from EMDR, but it's a tapping strategy. We can link that video um, for her account Mm -hmm. after this episode, Um, but it's a really good way. It's bilateral stimulation. She explains it to you, and it's a very, very simple physical technique that you can do pretty much anywhere that you are, and so that can allow your body to kind of your body and your mind to calm down and bring yourself out of an anxious place. So we'll make sure to link that video because it's really helpful. And remember to stay present in the moment. Mm -hmm. What is happening right now that I need to deal with instead of catastrophizing what could happen, stay Mm -hmm. present in this moment. What do I need to be doing today Mm -hmm. to be safe and to be happy? Mm -hmm. And that's all I'm going to worry about today. Yeah. And you might find yourself needing to do that multiple times. Your head goes in one place and then you do what Jessica said. You bring yourself back to the present. You you might have to do that over and over and over again. And that's okay because mm-hmm. you're practicing that skill and it's going to get easier the more that you do it. Mm-hmm. And I think this next question goes along with this, but how to not fear the long-term effects of all of this? Honestly, I think don't have the expectation of yourself that you're not going to feel fear now and then. Yeah. Notice the fear. Don't judge yourself for it. But fear is an interesting thing because fear of the future is honestly something you can control in the present by thinking to yourself, okay, what can I do right now to try to have a better case scenario in the future? Like, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm worried about my financial situation in the future after all this. Well, what are the things I can control right now to help me calm that anxiety? Well, I can look at what my purchases are. Are they needs or wants right now? I could stop checking the stock market every hour. And then just stay present and remind yourself that you have, you do not know what the future holds. Mm-hmm. And so to be afraid of something that is unknown is just not productive for us. So we do what we can in the present to prepare, but we don't panic because we don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So it could turn out that in six months, in a year, in five years, we're here and everything is great. Or it could be that t- things are still terrible. You just mm-hmm. don't know. Mm-hmm. And so try and stay present and say, well, how are things today? And if you do that every day, you will be able to handle what happens every day. Mm -hmm. 
even if it gets a lot worse six months from now, if you just stay present with what happens each day. As Newt Scamander says, worrying is just suffering twice. So good old Newt. Newt. Mm -hmm. Gotta love it. Okay, another question we got was how to self-soothe. And I think that goes along with a lot of these things. But I do have a specific suggestion when it comes to self-soothing, which is using your senses. I think it's the quickest way to calm yourself, your body, your mind, is to use your senses. So showers have been life-giving for me. To manage Mm -hmm. my stress and anxiety right now because Mm -hmm. I'm feeling that warm water, I can use shampoo or body wash that smells really good. And I'm just allowing myself, yeah, that time to just calm my body after the shower using great lotion, all all the things, right? Um, You can listen to music. I recently made a like very calming playlist and I listen to that when I'm showering. And Mm -hmm. that's just an example. But I think using touch, tactile Mm -hmm. things right now can really be an easy way to have some quick relief. Yeah. And connecting your body and your mind and what that can look like is... Just right when you wake up in the morning, if you have a second, just like sit down on the ground and just feel your breath. Just put your hands on your chest and just experience your breath going in and out and you can count them and just recognizing that your body is there, your mind is there and they are connected and they are one. And so just kind of grounding yourself in your body can be really empowering too. And that just takes like a minute. Okay, and our last question that we will talk about today is what are some at-home therapy tips to help keep ourselves and family calm and sane? Mm-hmm. Emotional check-in. Mm-hmm. Numero uno. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think just being aware of each other, being aware. We, we, I did mention earlier emotional climates, but just being aware of that person's emotions. If somebody's experiencing big emotions, like be there for them. If somebody feel looks like they're feeling depressed, maybe inquire about that. Just try. We're all in our own minds a lot, and that's fine because that's where we live. But it is good to step out of yourself and just maybe take a day to focus on somebody else's emotional climate and observing them and reaching out to them if they need it. Awesome. I love that. And I think to just trying to have some joy, like having those little moments of fun and laughter and just kind of holding on to those right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Gratitude is a good way to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're having a gratitude moment. Yeah. Yes. I think if you're a parent, um, just giving yourself some grace that you're doing the best you can in a very odd situation that has no script. There's Mm -hmm. no script for how to deal with this. And you're doing the best you can. Yeah. And then practice CBT skills. That's a 
easy thing to notice that will help bring your stress levels down if you are um, catastrophizing, if you are doing all or nothing thinking, if you are have a bad case of the shoulds. All of these things can be found online if you just Google CBT skills or thinking errors. I think that's an easy thing, an easy therapy tip to help you calm down your thoughts because I think that's what a lot of us are struggling with the most is the way that we're thinking and ruminating on all of the bad things that are happening. And I think we're jumping to that all or nothing instead of staying calm. So it can help us. So if we notice it, we can reframe, change our thoughts. Awesome. All right, team. Well, we hope some of this has been helpful. Uh, Really just like our hearts and thoughts go out to everyone right now. And yeah, we're thinking about you. We want to be helpful for you. So please reach out if there are other things you want us to do podcast episodes about right now. We do have a running list, but we know that other things are more prevalent right now. So we are happy to stray from our schedule and talk about what's needed. So we're here for you. We promise we really are. Yeah. So we've come out of retirement for you. We have Uh, the quickest way to get in touch with us is probably through social media. So thoughts on thoughts on Facebook thoughts.podcast on Instagram. You'll hear, hear Taylor give the spiel in our outro, but Mm -hmm. you can also email us. So yeah, we're here. Thank you for being here and good luck out there in your houses. Yeah. Out there at home. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. We want to create a community of inclusion where we can have conversations about topics that you need help with or have questions about. We want you to have a voice in this process, so please let us know what you want to hear about on future episodes. You can email us at thoughtspod at gmail.com, and if you search thoughtspod, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All original music is composed by Milan Vrijic from Valley of the Bears, and our logos are by Rick Thomas. Thanks for joining us.